0: Well, hello there, and welcome to my corner of the digital universe. Prepare to dive deep, get real, get close, and find out entirely too much about people you likely don't even know. I'm Jeremy Griffin, and these are my conversations. So grab a coffee and get comfortable, here we go. You're listening to the Stream Grace Network. I am so excited to have (laughs) these guys here with me today. Thanks How are you guys doing? Us. Very good, sir. Very All right, good. so we have uh, Jeff Dingy and Matt Rook. Is that right? Yes, sir. Yeah. All right. I'm yeah, good because yeah.
1: the the that's what our that's what say, the video says.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, oh. so you guys, here here's the thing. So, uh, what was it? Uh, probably about two months ago, maybe. Yeah. It was about that it was long about ago. two months ago. Um, Jeff reached out to me and started talking to me about this idea he had, and and uh, I want to talk about it here because I think it's really great. Yeah. Uh, and so. It's, it includes podcasts, it includes website, clothing company, yep. and but the big thing is I want to get to the why. So, before we get into that, though, before we get into that too much, I want you guys to kind of just tell me a little bit about yourselves, uh, and actually, we'll start with you, Matt.
2: Oh, all right, well, my name's uh, Matthew Rook. Um, I met Jeff through the Oklahoma Air National Guard, um, where we're both enlisted, and um, he just, I mean, we just hit it off, you know, and we've known each other for going on... Seven years. seven years seven years yep two or three deployments he's still mindless a lot of beer in between <laughs> 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 he, he will not forget that oh <laughs> well, that's fair yeah. <laughs> yeah I deserve it I he's guess. earned it since then so yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is the least I can do for him for oh. stealing his his bonus <laughs> that's perfect yeah but yeah, pretty simple guy. Married, no kids yet, but we're working on it. So hopefully soon. Yeah, yeah, we we'll good. Be starting a family. Yeah,
0: I am, that's not the case for me. Yeah, I'm done with mine.
1: This factory's closed
0: too. So yeah, that's <laughs> way to do it. Do.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, uh, what about you, man? Ah, uh, you know, so uh, I, you know, military brat growing up. So I've lived all over the world, uh, which is some pretty cool. Uh, stories for, for my dad and my grandfather, you know, their history in the military, which is kind of like, you know, led me into why I wanted to join and, um, you know, just being something bigger than myself. And so it's led me down a really cool path in life and uh, started in Colorado. And then I moved over to Oklahoma. Uh, I was driving back and forth to Colorado every month for a drill for two years, Ooh. which is uh an 11-hour drive so friday go to work saturday and sunday and then drive home monday you know eventually the wife got a little pissed and was like you know you gotta stop so uh i transitioned to the tulsa air national guard and uh been living here in oklahoma city since and uh got to meet matt and uh, several other people we've traveled around the world and um we're just at lunch earlier thinking about seven years ago at this time we were in japan uh you know living life over there so so you're
0: telling me the air national guard leaves the country oh yeah
2: oh yeah absolutely that's Which so is few funny. people get that this I think. Yeah. this
1: last deployment we were deployed to savannah georgia so i mean like deploying to your own country is just a weird thing yeah, you know, yeah. Like, hey you're gonna go from oklahoma and we're gonna move you to georgia for four months or whatever and then you know, that's a deployment but uh, it was a pretty cool mission but we do get to go across the world you know we've been to afghanistan uh qatar japan uh, all over the place and just cool different trips here and there and uh, you know, me and Matt became really good friends. And what kind of led us down to this path is, you know, eventually, you know, we're going to get out of the military. Oh yeah. There's but, an idea. You know, you <laughs> can't do this forever, right? We got to right, do something yeah. else. But you know, it's kind of like long-term like what can we go do with the skills that we have and all the cool, crazy stories that we have and, you know, the things that other people will relate to and understand because, you know, there's not a lot of us in the world that do this, but you know, the people that do, you know, they're going to understand, you know, what it means to have those feelings and hear those stories. Because they're probably at some point, yeah, you know, living there, too, doing that thing, too. So uh, Matt and I kind of uh with our spouses, because even though they're not here, they're integral members of this company. And my wife would never let me down if I didn't say <laughs> that. I got, I got uh, um, promoted one time. <laughs> one time I got promoted. And I thanked everybody else, and I didn't thank my wife, oh, and she no. was so pissed. And even to this day, she was like, thank everybody else
0: but me. She still doesn't <laughs> oh, yeah, for she me. I'm reminded <laughs> of one of my favorite quotes from one of our best presidents. I've done some dumb things, and I'll do dumb things again.
1: <laughs> that is 100% yeah. true. True statement there. Like enlisting. Yeah, and... Uh, <laughs> So, um, you know, for the four of us, you know, we wanted to create something that was cool that could last and, you know, that we could, uh, you know, put our interests to use and our whole big thing is I want to go to a lake on a Tuesday, you know, if I own a company and I can put out to, you know, people in the world of, you know, some cool product then, you know, it allows me to go to a lake on a Tuesday, then, you know, that's the life that I want to live. So, you know, coming from the corporate side of life and where you're, you know, getting people in trouble and you know having to write them up for being five minutes late to work like I'm done doing that yeah and so this is where you know we want to go we want to build a uh, clothing company and we wanted to build you know uh, content and you know cool stuff and you know cool channels podcasts cool stories interview people that are just like us that you know have lived life and you know are now making it on the other side and right you know doing some
0: cool things so but so before we okay uh i do want to say this too you and i've known each other for years yeah like, uh,
1: i think we're going on probably seven years or no probably six years
0: man six yeah. or seven, it was well, heck i mean it could be even longer than, it it now than even i think about than. it because but how we know each other yeah. our wives work together this is true and uh and became really good friends yeah they yeah. still are and so exactly and so uh uh, I just remember we would hook up at the Christmas parties, right? I mean, every time we had a Christmas party, it's like me and Jeff and then uh, Troy and yeah. then, and then a random. We never knew who the up random yeah, was. We'd it was always s- somebody. sit around and we were the guys <laughs> that we didn't
1: work there. So we had we had one. Can I, can I tell yeah. you one story? Okay. So we had uh, one Christmas party. I'm going to fix your camera while you're talking. You're good. We had one Christmas party where we went to this like super <laughs> fancy place in Edmond. Like the restaurant next door was probably about $200 a plate to eat there. Yeah but there was a bar that was attached to it. It was like owned by the same people. And so the owner of the our co- wives' company, Insured Aircraft, I guess that's where they worked at the... <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> uh, the owner of the company had this Christmas party, invited everyone and their spouses out, and threw down an open bar. And so when we heard open bar, we were like, well, you know what? Let's try things we've never right. tried we, before. Yeah. We Googled it.
0: <laughs> we, we Googled top 10 drinks you've heard of but have never tried. There you go. We got so drunk.
1: See, I um, had spent so much money on drinks that we've never even heard or tried before. Like, I had to think
0: I had this warm brandy. Yes. You remember the warm brandy? Yeah, was brandy? it the crevasse that we oh, had that was... It was so bad. It was weird, man. <laughs> It was Well, so here's, here's the weird thing. So, I'm sitting with these guys, and I'm I'm kind of OCD. And so, for me i mean if i have it i have to finish it yeah well nobody else was i didn't notice this really but i'm I'm about the fifth drink in and i'm 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 like oh we gotta order another thing so i'm finishing it and then it was yeah fifth or sixth drink in they're like dude you're not gonna be able to stand and the weird thing was i really wasn't feeling anything like i'm like huh huh (laughs) and so i don't remember where we landed but but I I went to the bathroom and everything. I made it just fine, yeah. and so it was. It was just a weird anomaly, but. That was that was the weird. That's one I always tell people about because the the drink came in it was like at an angle with a yeah, candle, the underneath candle underneath it. it like, what? warmed up the Cavassier? Yeah, like, really? it was super fancy. Tasted just like jet fuel. I mean, <laughs> it was so bad. I was like, <laughs> why do people drink this? This just, I's so horrible. Oh, oh
2: man! Bad. But at least you got to try it and you yeah. got that experience. Yeah. Like, yeah, I never want that again. Yeah. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> yeah. And now I drink scotch. And,
1: and so what yeah. was what was even funnier is like we didn't ever like hang out much. This was like when we first started meeting each other. Yeah. So like we didn't know each other. Like hang out oh, outside of right. this and it'd be like the Christmas part like, Hey, I know you, let's <laughs> <Right>. go drink. <laughs> exactly.
2: This is what we can do. <laughs> yeah, it was so, like an escape. Like, you know, you have yeah, somebody exactly. you can rely on.
0: But yeah, so that's, that's where we met. And, and here's the thing, you know, before we, we started the podcast, we, we were talking a little bit about, um, what it's like to be in the reserves yeah. versus regular military. And, you know, I've got my son Noah, who's a linguist in the air force. And, and so that, you know, I stopped our conversation because I wanted to want it to be fresh, yeah, but, yeah. but talk a little bit about your perspective of what it means to be in the reserves versus full time.
1: Well, so for the people that don't understand like the reserves, national guard versus active military. So active duty military, like that's your full time. you
0: national guard, not reserves or reserves. No, I'm national. We're national guard, national guard, national guard. So yeah. the,
1: and the two differences is literally where the money comes from. So governor state is our boss right whereas the reserves they report up through the federal chain to the president and you know on the on the washington dc side where state funded we report to the governor for any sort of natural disaster or emergency and then if we get activated by the federal government then we become Federally funded, and you know, so there's a big controversy. I don't know if you heard just recently about. I'm very the,
0: aware of the Oklahoma militia. Oh yeah, so we're <laughs> Oklahoma went rogue. Yeah. They said yeah.
1: we're going to do our own thing, right? And it was it was actually really interesting because the two star general who was over the whole uh, National Guard, they're over air and army. Mm-hmm. He was an army dude, super cool dude. He's like six foot ten. He's like huge. He was the uh, he was the head of a uh, highway patrol. Yeah, and he's a two star army general. And he told governor cities like hey i can't do this mandate for you or i can't you know follow this directive because you know we're still following the pentagon rules and we still have things that we have to do he straight up fired him he's like sorry you're done wow. and then hired somebody else in That would comply and do what he wanted to do so that's like that's how much power that the governor has over the national guard because we report directly to him Mm. and we kind of have to follow what he says because that's where the money comes from yeah so that's Mm. the difference between national Guard and reserve for those of you don't know yeah
0: i don't think anybody knew yeah none of of my listeners knew that well Well, that there's that guy right now
2: going dude i knew yeah, (laughs) yeah yeah well there's a lot of people that we went through basic training with and they're you know you're on a roster and your MTI will go through that roster and call everybody's name and make sure you're there. And by your name, it says active duty or National Guard. Mm-hmm. And, you know, other everybody could see this list and they're like, National Guard? What does National Guard mean? Mm-hmm. We're like, well, you, know, you get to live and work at home. Like, you don't have to worry about PCSing somewhere, transferring bases or, you know, going from not to, I don't know, somewhere overseas. Like, you just... You, you live, you work live at, at home, home in Oklahoma and, and you old, stay there the yeah. whole career. Yeah. and people are like, "That was an option." <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, what? Like, yeah, nobody have done told some me research. This? I'm gonna go like, shoot the recruiter. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: it's funny because everybody in the active duty side on my friends they'll call me a nasty girl for national guard ng they're like right a bunch of nasty girls <laughs> but yeah so no most people didn't know that and so they go into basic training with this you know oh, i'm gonna have to go you know yeah. see the world i'm like oh, i'm gonna go home like, <laughs> right. yeah, see you guys you yeah. know. meanwhile you got you deployed know. to yeah. Right. Everywhere. Right? Everywhere. We get to go all over the world with it. Yeah. But you know, the whole thing about it is that you know, for National Guard, you know, there's still guys like Matt. He works out there full time. You know, during the week he's considered a civilian because he's mm. a federal, federally funded yeah. job. Mm-hmm. But you know, he still is in the military. But National Guard is like we choose to go do this stuff. Like. Yeah. This isn't, like, a job that I depend upon my income to pay my bills and my family. Like, I literally get a drill check as play money once a month, like, mm. to go do with. But, you know, I don't do it for that, you know, 400 bucks or whatever it is that I get. Like, I mean, you know, I could live without it. But the reason is, is I get to put on the uniform. You know, I'm choosing to go there to be a part of this. You know, I'm taking the time out of my family's life. You know, they support it and, you know, allow us to have these cool experiences to go over the world or, you know, be deployed. And that's a choice. That's yeah. not like... You know, I signed up, yep, sure, and this is my job, and, you know, I'm going to go home, pay my bills, you know. Like, this is – I have a whole other life outside of this that, you know, I get to do and, you know, go home play with my kids at night and stay, you know, stateside. And and a a lot of times people don't even have to deploy if they don't want to. Like, Mm, you know, if there's 10 people in our shop and there's six slots, like, people are usually fighting for it and be like, hey, man, I want to go on that. Or people are like, nope, I'm staying far away (laughs) from that trip. You all have fun, you know. So it's kind of a cool experience that, you know, if you want to go – you know you you can be in that fight to say it but I mean if you just want to stay home your whole career like you know you live in Tulsa and never leave Tulsa you can still be yeah. in the military yeah. in Tulsa like it's crazy.
0: Well I want your perspective on this because I I have had uh <laughs> this is going I'm going to make some people mad this will be fun. Um I had a, a friend of mine his son was uh, in special forces I don't I don't know the specific thing but we were talking about this this phrase fighting for our freedom right and uh-huh. and and I'm like well I don't know if I like that phrase fighting for freedom our freedom I, I don't know because you know we're free and and when we're fighting in other nations mm-hmm. it's their freedom it's not our freedom right we're protecting freedom democracy those things I'm down with yeah but then it just got into this concept of patri- patriotism and let's be clear here I was born July 4th 1976 I'm pretty patriotic dude <laughs> right hard not to wow. be yeah but, the, you know, I, I look at my son Noah, a linguist in the Air Force. He, he goes in, and, and let's the thing I know is the motivation. And I'm not saying this is the case for everybody, mm-hmm. but he didn't have a plan, right? He's getting ready to get out of high school. What does he want to do? He wants to be an e-gamer, right? That's his thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a smart kid, not very motivated, and has no specific drive to do anything except play video games. Yeah. And I said, well, you can get a job. I, I was on him for two years to get a job. 16, get a job. And I said, I'll tell you what, I'll get off your back if you go to the military. Because from my perspective, he needs someone to tell him what to do. <laughs> <laughs> They're really good at that. They're really yep. good. He needs some, and, oh, yeah. and he doesn't know what he wants to do. So yeah. it's like, well, why don't you go do something where you're going to actually get a career, get a job, and then you can figure stuff out if yeah. you, you know as you go through that process. Mm-hmm. And so, so how much of that was patriotism for his country, <laughs> right? True. I mean, it was That's just true. a
2: practical...
0: Decision for yeah. him. And it's not to say that he doesn't care about his country. He absolutely does. But I think there's a lot of people that go in for just simply the benefits and for those reasons yeah. that I just said. The reason he's in linguists linguist in the Air Force is because that's a safe place for him to be as yeah, a parent. Right. I'm all for yeah. this, yeah. right? Yeah. But I think the thing is, you know, when you talk about what you guys do, and I, and I think this is one of those big distinctions is that you don't have to do what you're doing, you choose yeah. to. And, and, you know, where so many people who are full-time active and there are plenty of people that do it for different reasons. I'm not saying that. Yeah. But so many of them also do it for the GI bill and, Mm -hmm. and, and for a career. Exactly. All those things. Insurance. So, yeah. well, for real, yeah. Tricare <laughs> yeah. is, is a hell of a thing. <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, and, and it's been very good to him. I, I know that he's he's happy with what his decisions and yeah. the decisions I helped him make very aggressively. Yeah, It's yeah, um, a good parent. Right but he, <laughs> he'll likely get out after his contract. Mostly, long story, we won't talk about it on air, but... Um, but he'll likely get out. But he's got a good security clearance, so he can go do other yeah. things.
1: You yeah, know. And, and, you know, that's one thing that I I always tell people if they're, like, thinking, like, you know, I'm thinking about it. You know, I'm like, look, what the military gave me, like, patriotic or not, like, set that aside. Like, it literally gives you a set of skills that you would have to pay in an exorbitant amount of money right. in the civilian world to earn, like, to get a certificate. <laughs> They literally like, hey, can we pay you to do this? Like, okay, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And the job that I got outside of the military from just the skills that I learned, I mean, you're, you're making a six figure job for you know somebody paid me to do it. Like, right? You know, it's like it's the experience in itself is you know you can't top that. You can't yeah. match that. Yeah. Well, and
0: that right there is exactly the point, and that's what I what I told my son It's like, dude, the the opposite version of what you're doing is go to school for four years mm-hmm. and then have debt, and then try to figure out how to get a job with your, you know, arts degree or whatever yeah, you yeah. get. A liberal arts degree. Lib- yeah. Right. Instead, you're going to go, and in his case, he's going to learn, you know, Pashto and... Yeah. A lot of people are going, What do you do with Pashtu? Well, it's not what you do with Pashtu, it's what you do with the security clearance that you got to speak Pashtu. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Well, I
1: mean, and just networking too. Right. Like, you know, you you meet people in different, you know, avenues and you learn how to discipline yourself into, you know, going out and getting things like Where people who don't join the military, that's a hard skill just to teach yourself. Yeah. Yeah. They teach it for you. A lot of people never learn it, honestly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, the military, they force you to learn it and they force you to teach it to you so that way, you know, you can operate on your own Mm -hmm. and do it successfully. And so, you know, whether you join the military for patriotic reasons or you do it to, you know, go to school or you know it you're still contributing to a bigger part of something that's bigger than yourself and you know the idea of fighting for our freedoms you know like your your, your point there that you know fighting for our freedoms here in the in our country it's not like people are invading us right right you know that may have been what it was like you know sure 60 years ago or 70 yeah. years ago or you know all the way back to the beginning and like the original Minuteman who was defending our country from you know hey let's start our own you know country away from the british like mm-hmm. that was the whole idea of what this was you know now we don't have that problem well yet we don't have that problem yet everything comes there. full circle <laughs> it may be in the future here but as of right now you know and so it's kind of that lull like you know well mm-hmm. are we really fighting for our freedoms well yeah we're always fighting for our freedoms right. you just may not see it in your face like right, right. now and so it's the kind of that idea of like democracy or standing up for the guy who can't stand it for himself like mm-hmm. and so when you look at it that way you know the the kids in Afghanistan that you know are are getting brutally killed because they're women or they're going to school like right. you know, that's a horrible way to live. Like, yeah, I'm gonna go over there and kick some dude's ass for like, you know, being mean to a girl. Like, you know, that that makes more sense to me. And it's not fighting for my freedom, but it's fighting for freedom in general. Right. And I think that's a that's a big distinction.
0: Yeah, and I think that's I think it's an important one if we're gonna stay true to, to what we're trying to say. To me, you're gonna lose where I hear that argument all the time is from people who are anti armed forces and you're mm-hmm. sitting there going, yeah, but that's the distinction. We're not fighting for, no, we're fighting for other people's freedom yeah. <laughs> against oppression and things yeah. like that. But anyway, I, I think that it is an important distinction and, and, uh, but I, you know, I kind of go back to, and, and I want to jump over cause you mentioned Minuteman minute man. And I want to get into that because this is really the thing that really I've been sharing with people since we had a conversation. Yeah um is is this idea of what you, what your thoughts, especially on the nonprofit side that we talked a little bit about and yeah. what you're wanting to do on that side too. But so talk a little bit about Minuteman and Okay, all so that
1: the original military member from day one was called the Minuteman. Yep. They were the militia that started everyday farmers you know blacksmiths you know just people in the community and said hey it's time to pick up a gun put down your plow mm-hmm. go pick up a gun come fight for us so you know the invading forces doesn't kill and capture us and you know turn us into a, a little britain or whatever <laughs> and, and so that's the that whole idea of like you know just normal people standing up for what's right like mm-hmm. that's such a cool like embodies like you know everything that what this country should be and so um, you know, we, we want to start something that's kind of like that, you know, it's cool. We started the Minuteman clothing company, um, to where we can sell, uh, just, you know, basic clothing, t-shirts and stuff like that, because it's stuff that we enjoy and it's cool, you know, designs and fun stuff that we can relate to and, you know, yeah. put out to our friends that are in, you know, the same or people in general that just like that stuff. But, you know, it's the idea of what a Minuteman is. And so it's always giving back to your community. And so, you know, we had wanted to start a nonprofit to people who like spouses or kids while their dads are deployed or moms are deployed overseas, and like you know, you know how, how many Christmases have I missed or Thanksgivings have I missed or birthdays or you know stuff that you know my kids at home are suffering because of it. Mm-hmm. You know, if somebody came over like, hey, I want to take you out on a fishing trip or hey, we want to take you out to see the movies or you know doing something to give back to the families that you know their spouses are supporting. Um, you know, would be such a cool thing to be able to give back to the people in the community. And, you know, whether you start it, because every state has a National Guard, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's 50 states of, you know, families of people that you could give back to. And so, you know, if we sold clothing and a portion of our profits goes to help fund programs to, you know, help kids or, you know, Spouses that are in need, you know, refrigerator goes out. Like mm-hmm. we've all been there, you know, yes. Afghanistan, like four o'clock in the morning, like, hey, the dishwasher's <laughs> yeah. broken. we're like, well, shit, hey, what, <laughs> like, what do you want to do? Like, oh. yeah. you know, and so the the base and and the military tries to set up programs that you know, like, oh, you can call and you know, use us and you know, use us as a resource, but like, you know, my my wife lives two hours away from the base. Like, it's hard for you know somebody. So if you had like networks of people and say, hey. You know, we got somebody in need, you know, go help them out. You know, here's the funding for you to go do it. And then, you know, you can set up networks that way. Uh, That would be just a cool nonprofit or, you know, taking kids out or, you know, parents who have gone through separations or because of all this stuff, you know, how do we give back to the families that have supported us, you know, in our times? And I mean he got to bring his wife to Afghanistan with him. Did you really? Yeah. Yeah, She was a military member. They got to sleep in the same room. So I, I have no sympathy for this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But you know, for like, you know, on my family, you know, they're home here and they've got, you know, to go through those things. And so it's it's difficult. And literally they have the harder job than, than I do sometimes Mm -hmm. because, you know, I get to go work out, hang out with my friends, go to job, you know, go to work, go to the gym, eat, sleep. Everything's kind of contained for me in my little world. Yeah. But here it's like chaos. Like she's like, you know, got sick kids, and you got to take kids to practices, and then the dishwasher breaks, and you know, you got to buy a new car. You know, all the d- different life things. So, um, you know, we wanted to give back to the to the community, uh, especially the families, in a, in a way to you know say, hey, how can we help? You know, give back to what you guys did so much for us. So. Yeah. Um, you know, and then we're avid outdoors, uh, you know, persons. You know, he has razors and scooters. I got a camper, we got boats. Like, you know, we like <laughs> enjoy doing that stuff. So, we want to, you know, bring other people into that world and say, Hey, you know, come out and come on a fishing trip or come race the sand dunes, a little Sahara, or you know, do yeah. fun stuff yeah. outside that's in our state. And, like, you know, that's the whole thing is the National Guard is built around this state. You know, how do you use the resources in the state? that's paying my paycheck for my one weekend. So how do we, you know, take people out to see the areas of Oklahoma or other areas of each state, you know, that's helping, you know, it's just getting people out there yeah. and doing stuff together. So,
0: yeah. That's awesome, man. Taking so care of
2: each other.
1: Miniman Clothing Company, you know, <laughs> that's taking care cool. of each other. So
0: where are you at in the process? So, uh, well, we're,
1: we're still baby. early, early, Very <laughs> early. early. <laughs> Let's just say that before we came over here, we have the website about to go live.
0: Oh, there you go. So, I mean, there's nothing on the website, there's nothing on yet, the website.
2: But, but, but it's at least ready to we go. We have a website it's yeah. ready, to,
0: ready to be a blank. Screen. Yeah. So yeah, I think exactly. uh,
1: we have several, several cool, uh, Shirts ideas and, and uh, stickers, hats, you know, mm-hmm. sweatshirts we're about to put out there. Yeah. Uh, my we're, biggest one. I'd
2: say we're, we're, we're pretty well through the design phase and we're about to kind of dip our toe in the production yeah. phase. Gotcha.
1: But, you know, this is we see the empire. We see the end goal. We see sure. you know, this yeah. is where this is going to be, because right now, you know, the small idea, but the potential the small idea has, you know, to reach people in all 50 states. Yeah. yeah. territories across the world, you know, well, and it helps people.
2: draw awareness to what the guard is. And, you know, by, you know, if somebody sees our t-shirt, you know, that's being worn by, you know, a guardsman or mm-hmm. a, a what do they call you guys a traditional garden yeah, or traditional a, a weekend part-time, warrior part-time mm-hmm. um, i have this
1: sticker idea that says part-time lives matter because i'm just a part-time guy <laughs> <There> <laughs> so, it is. I'm a military guy. Yeah. so part-time lives matter but if they see
2: that <laughs> and they're funny. like what is that and then they go to the website they can read about you know the history of the garden like right. what we are and then they kind of because like we talked about like nobody really knows you know, even active duty, what the guard is. And right. so just to kind of draw awareness to. Well, even just military we are, what general, we do. Like,
1: you know, it's like what 1% of this country has served or yeah. is serving. I mean, that's a very small number. Right. You yeah. know, for people to be like, you know what, I'm going to sacrifice portions of my life. Fewer to, people
0: died from COVID than that yeah. percentage.
1: Isn't that crazy? <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> weird. I don't know how that I don't know how that, well put I don't know how that works.
0: Oh, weird. That is a tiny percentage. You're right. <laughs>
1: Okay, uh, but I mean, you know, we that's, could talk about that for yeah, days Is that an offline topic or <laughs> No, that, no, oh, man, okay.
0: I make the rules, man.
1: Yeah, <laughs> talk about what you want. Yeah. I just want to know what happened to the flu and the common cold. Oh,
2: oh, go? Well, they,
0: they, they brought it uh, back. Well, oh, they they brought it back. <clears throat> yeah, it's called flu rona now. Flu rona. <laughs> Have we made that's so real? We made it. Down I'm not even list. making that up. <laughs> yeah, that out is real. I promise you. He's right. CDC.
2: Put the combo of the flu and Mm -hmm. the flu-rona. Flu-rona. We need to jump on the medicine train and come out with a bottle of flu-rona. Dude, for real. Like NyQuil. But
0: I want to do a song, you know, like, my (laughs) (laughs) flu-rona. Oh, wow. It is catchy. I think it'd be good. I'm just curious what's going
1: to be next. Like, what's the next... I'm not going to say biological warfare, but I mean, let's, I mean, let's it, put it what it is. I it's mean, biological warfare. I mean,
0: it was created and deployed. <laughs> How did this and, get out? I yeah. don't know. Somebody just let it go. Mm, it was an accident. Oh, China. The Kung <laughs> flu. Is that what he? The uh-huh. Kung <laughs> flu. <Yeah>. Oh. <laughs> There's
2: some good ones, man. man. Oh, let's go, Brandon. I miss my
0: yeah. Did you
1: see the Christmas deal? I don't know that I did. Where he, Joe Biden said, let's go, Brandon. Oh, yeah, 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 I did.
0: That was awesome. That was so good. <laughs> I envy that guy. Like he's my hero. <laughs> to he's be uh, so um, <laughs>
1: and
2: Jill on the side be like, oh. <laughs> so awesome. Yeah, it's just uh, you wonder where is he at mentally? That he's like, yeah, on vacation all the time. <laughs> all the time.
0: He is. He is somewhere in South China Sea. <laughs> if you I'm put him
2: look. in a nursing home, he'd fit right in. <laughs> where's the ice cream? That's a
0: challenge golly well anyway so <laughs> uh so you guys are early on. what's the name of the website what's it going to be domain uh, name Minutemanclothingco.com. yeah minute yeah. Yep. i will not put that in the description because i want to put it in the description but i'll forget fair enough and it's not live yet anyway no so. it's not right we're,
1: we're hoping yeah. to go live within the next month or two nice. with actual ordering being able to order uh, t-shirts and, and are you stickers. guys
0: producing those in-house you got a company you're working with or what so
1: this was our whole thing was like you know you could go get t-shirts made at like walmart or whatever and mm-hmm. just be like a cheesy like you know thick cotton that who who wants to wear like that kind of shit right we wanted like a quality t-shirt so we're trying to find like a company that like makes a really good t-shirt and it may be a little bit more expensive on our end to start it with mm-hmm. but like you know i will never look back and be like i wish i've never made that damn
0: well that's yeah. the thing you want it to last yeah the right. bottom line is you want it to last
2: well we're both t-shirt nazis like if if a shirt doesn't fit right i won't wear it if yeah. the design is crooked i won't wear it or if yeah. it's like you know it's got to be or like
1: thick like yeah so we're we want to like find you know and do it smart obviously not just like yeah, it's a thousand dollars a t-shirt like because people would pay for that, you I don't want to do that. Was,
0: <laughs> I mean, at some point, if it's a thousand dollars a shirt, you really only need to sell like four. True. To true. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a month or a week or oh. whatever. You know, what I is know. that book?
2: How to make a million dollars with one book? And that one book is it's a million dollars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not a bad
0: market <laughs> exactly. you Try it. <laughs> uh, you know what? Worst case scenario, it doesn't sell. Yeah, there you go. um And you just put out a cheaper model. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: It, it's the the throwback. It's point it's of comparison too, right?
0: Off. If you have a thousand dollar shirt and you are like, "What well, makes it a thousand dollars?" Well, it's amazing. Right. I mean, we have a cheaper shirt. It's only four hundred. Yeah. So if you want to, and so they're like, "Oh, I'll do the four hundred dollars." There you go. I'm gonna hire you as our marketing. Wow, yeah. man! I'll do. It for See, free. This is, we need help. We need help.
1: Oh. oh man! So hopefully, in the next two months, we will be live with the website, pulling in orders, mm-hmm. uh, putting some content up for podcast, and uh, making some videos, and uh, you know, just getting our name out there. And, and
2: he has getting, vision. I have a vision for his. What would you say? 15, 20 twenty-year plan. We're going to have a coffee shop, a oh, yeah. bar. So nice. the, here, here's the end
1: game here. So I want a store. We're, we're going to call it the hangar, too. Like, you know, you go down and have a beer at the hangar. Or go have a coffee at the hangar. And, like, the front of the store is, like, the retail portion. Oh, yeah. You can buy T-shirts and, you know, clothing and stuff. And then the back, there's a coffee shop on the inside. And then, like, a beer bar uh, on the outside with a live band venue.
2: Because,
1: yeah. I mean, how many places are you, you can go sit on the patio here Man, City. not a lot it's a very small handful yeah. and even in tulsa like they don't have that very many so yeah. you know you could provide a place for local musicians to come like hey you got you know, open mic night on thursday friday saturday whatever people sitting out on the patio you got cornhole you got you know dog friendly dog park you know that's that would be my ideal that's the end game right there so yeah. i would go hang out at the hangar and drink a beer and sell t-shirts and listen to live music on Tonight.
2: And go to the lake on a Tuesday <laughs> if go you want to go to a
0: lake on Tuesday when it's not crowded. <laughs> when it's not crowded, True. yeah. yeah. Get up in the right? morning, the water's like glass. Yeah. Nobody's out there. there, everybody oh. else is out of
1: work. Yes. I had another really good idea for, uh you know, food trucks. Yeah. And do it on the boat so it's like a oh. boat food truck wow driving around to like different party coves like selling hot dogs and stuff like you could make a killing
0: you probably could make it he's people, been talking people, about this one for years people would never want to
1: like leave the little party cove like you're bringing food and ice and beer to right me? sure yeah. let's do like you you're drinking out the lake you
0: got to do it kind of like a, a Doordash, like where you text <laughs> yeah,
1: ordering it. see seeing your kids get old enough you get little jet skis and they can run to the dock and like <laughs> oh, get more ice and hot dogs and all stuff. right yeah there's no I'm,
0: way this should be published now because somebody.
1: He's going to do it. <laughs> Everyone's going to steal my idea. We just threw
0: the idea out right here on, so, on a podcast. We're
1: going to call it Boats and Joes. Don't tell
0: them Boats and Joes. <laughs> boats and Joes. Right? Boats and Joes. Well,
1: that's I was going to call it Joes and Hoes, and my wife's like, absolutely that's not. not work, right? like, yeah, okay, that's fair. That's that's so, so here's a, okay, so I have a
0: question about this, because for whatever reason, when you start talking about the coffee, not for whatever reason, when you start talking about the coffee thing. My mind went to Black Rifle Coffee Company, mm-hmm. and then it went to Kyle Rittenhouse. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> ah,
1: that's easy transition there.
0: Well, and and for those who don't understand that transition, just look it up. It'll be fun. Um, but the, I'm asking you this because I think this is something that we're in now, right? So as uh, you know, I own this network, Stream Grace Network, in this process, I've had to be, I have I kind of had to pre-make a decision on on where I was going to stand on. Positional things, right? Yeah. We have a podca- podcast, yeah. and some of our podcasts that I'm on are political, and we talk about things like that. So, um, you know, Black Rifle basically just doubled down on distancing, distancing themselves from Kyle Rittenhouse, who just had a shirt that anybody could buy, mm-hmm. and they kind of went out of their way to, to distance themselves from him. And so um, we live in a world today where you're not going to be able to avoid – taking a position because yeah. taking no position yeah. is taking a position It absolutely is yeah so what, what are your thoughts on that
1: of I, black rifle itself or on for you guys like yeah.
0: how, how how are you guys looking at that
1: uh you know i i hate to say that you know our culture has turned into a cancel culture that if you have an opinion like you're gonna get you know ostracized for it but you know at some point you still have to stand up for what's right. Mm -hmm. You know, even if you're not on the side of majority. So if it hurts sales or if it hurts, you know, you know, your public image, like, you know, at the end of the day, I still got to go to bed with myself. Right. Right. Like whether I own a company that's a million dollars or a hundred million dollars, or, you know, I'm working at whole foods down the street. Like I still have to go to bed with myself every night. And, and one of you know a whole things that my my biggest thing in the military was integrity like you know that's what has been inbred in you from the day one like and i it drives me crazy when people like question my integrity because like i, I want to throw down and be like you know right no like this is what i'm saying is true and i'm not going to you know fall back on it yeah uh and so i think that when it comes to hard political questions and hard political stances and things that are going on like you know you are afforded a opinion about them and you can publicly or you know privately you know disclose it um, i think that if you are going to be a part of a public organization like i was on a school board mm-hmm. and, and obviously you know i'm not going to go to the school board meeting and be like you know well this is what i think about all this because i mean you know you're clearly not out looking out for other people's interests at that point but if it's like your own company and your own Then, yeah, absolutely, you should take a stance and be like, well, this is mine. And if you don't like it, then don't buy my t shirt. Right. I don't care. Like, you know, I don't want to, you know, sell myself short uh, on my values and my integrity just to get another sale. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I'm not like a puppet for, you know, the world to play with here. Like, if you don't like it, you don't like it. I'm like, you know, too fucking bad. (laughs) Like, (laughs) that's it. Yeah.
2: Like, I I don't, Dan Crenshaw has that book that we went, um, we actually
1: saw it. We got to meet Dan Crenshaw yeah. in, in Georgia last year oh, on our deployment. Really? He was at the nine line store
2: doing mm. book signings. Wow. Yeah. We asked to see his eye.
0: <laughs> he, he, didn't, he didn't do it. <laughs> didn't he do it was prepared. <laughs> but his book is called
2: fortitude. And in that yeah. book, he addresses um, microaggression mm. and how everybody today, you know, you know, if, if dingy were to, you know, take a sip of his water and I'm like, why do you gotta be drinking water right now? Really? Right. You know, just kind of, you know, don't, don't let every little thing you know be a trigger yeah you know like my sister she lives in portland mm. um and we we don't see eye to eye politically you know very well i wonder why um maybe um but we still love each other and like we still have conversations you You know, see, watch the same news stories, and she's like, "What do you think about that?" Yeah, I'm like, "I don't know what you got out of that, but I know what I got out of that." Mm -hmm. And then we just have a conversation about it. But you know, at the end of the day, like, we never got upset with each other. Um, Well, I mean, we have before, but at the end of the day, we still, you know, love each other. You know, yeah, you know.
0: Well, and that's something that you have working for you in a sibling relationship, right? Right, you are family. And I think Mm -hmm. to your point about cancel culture and where we are today is that's not. That we don't have that now, no. and yeah. in it's fact, like
1: common sense has completely oh, gone. Yeah, away. it's not even a thing.
0: No. And but here's what's interesting, and I talked about this on another show, but I looked at my oldest boys' age, right? So they're about to be 23 and 22, my two oldest, and I was incredibly encouraged because their little friend group, I would have prejudged them to probably be at least left of center. Yeah. At the you know, I I call myself more or less right of center. So yeah. I, but but I would have expected that. Man, they are like they're further right than I am. Really? Yeah. And I think a big part of it is I remember uh, one of them because I I jump on I do some gaming with them. I have a PS five. I don't know if you noticed in the room. Yeah, I'm one yeah. of the rare owners Ooh. of a PS five. No. And purchased by my middle son wow! <laughs> courtesy of his air force check. He decided to bless his father with a PS five. Wow. Okay. I'm, I'm going to raise my children. Like I'll tell you like what, you know? but, but so I'm on discord and I'm talking with these guys and we're, we're playing our, you know, battlefield or whatever. And, uh, they, I just remember one of them going off on a rant about being in school and this idea of, uh, the, the, and I use this word on purpose, the idiocracy of what's gone on in the nation because they're like, yeah. dude, there's girls and boys. Why is this not? Why, why are we even having this discussion? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, the idea that you go to Twitter now and people have their pronouns in their freaking <laughs> description. I'm like, listen, mm-hmm. man, like I can't. So I just what's can't. Even,
1: even better is like the the health and safety person of our country. Mm. Yeah. Is a chick mm-hmm. who's not a chick. Mm hmm. Who looks nothing like a chick? Mm-hmm. Like how how do we like project that image to children and to right. culture and be like, this is the new norm? Everybody. It's comply. not though.
0: That's the thing, right? It's like, not. Yeah. Listen, normal as dis, uh, it, here's what I'm gonna I'm gonna define it here today for us all. Okay. Normal is what's common. Yeah. Right. That's what that's what it really should mean. Yeah. If, is it normal? To go to IHOP and order coffee? Is it normal to go to IHOP and them saying, We don't have coffee? That's weird. Yeah. Because what's normal is they have coffee, right? So when they don't, what do we say? Oh, that's weird. Yeah. So what do we say when someone comes in and they are a man and and they're acting like a woman? That's weird. That is weird. Why? It's not normal. It's not common.
1: Right. Your coffee story just reminded me of a story. In Norman, or maybe it's more. It's like something about trains, and I thought this was like gonna be or a bike place, and I thought it was gonna be like food, but it's actually like a bike shop, like a real bike shop. But they have like a, a coffee bar in there, so me and Danae went in there and got some coffee, and we're sitting there just hanging out, and this dude comes back into the to the little bar, and he's he goes up to the barista or whatever you call him, and he's like, "Are you doing okay today?" And, I'm, and at this point, like I put my car down because I'm like, "All right, this what's is gonna happening?" Good. He's like, "Well." I just, I don't taste the lavender like I normally do. Right? I mean, I just want to know, are, are you okay as a person today? Like thinking that the like the emotions that this person made into their coffee was now coming out into the flavors that this dude was tasting and literally asked <laughs> him if he was okay because he couldn't taste as much lavender as the day before. And I'm like, okay, uh, I'll babe, we got to go. Like I can't handle these people in the world now, anymore. Now you're kind of
0: destroying, I, if Lori listens to this podcast, I'm really host because she does about half of the stuff she does for me getting food and drink because i said she does it with love and i can taste it <laughs> so now Sorry, i'm but. just gonna have to say it does make a difference jeff well
1: okay <laughs> i stand corrected lori i
0: apologize <laughs> She always says I'm full of crap when I say it, so I don't think we're pulling wool over anybody's yeah, yeah. eyes. She's a smart lady. Well, what I, what I tell her is she goes, you can get it yourself, I know. And I say, I know. But when I make it myself, I do it with such disdain. And it tastes terrible. So angry. I don't know why it's She's so She's like, angry. you're popping popcorn. I know. And it's hateful. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, that's it's this
1: weird culture that's not normal anymore. And, like, yeah. you see it in every place you go. And it's just like,
0: why are people so weird? Isn't it strange, too, how quickly it deteriorated i mean like it has been a process but mm-hmm. it's so quickly public well yeah. it's
1: like it's like technology like you know the advances of technology is like exponential right right like this is like the inverse of like weirdness like it's just exponentially weirder at like, some point yeah. does
0: weird become normal is that the goal here
2: that's the I, whole
1: idiocracy movie like
2: right yeah i feel like we're getting there well and all the celebrities are pushing the whole be yourself you know self-love and then they're weird Right. just off to a, another level right. of weird and kids see that and they're like I need to be that kind of weird. Yeah. And then you see them being that kind of weird and you're like that's that's weird. So you said you're you're trying to have kid, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Yep. You thought about this?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel Dang.
2: I feel like our kid being raised by me and my wife right. you know, will be pretty they'll yeah. So
0: I mean, I hear you. Don't They'll get me be pretty wrong. Grounded,
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, we give Matt a hard time because he was homeschooled, oh, and so we ask him always how like, life. like reunions go. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> I was prom? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> well, I had parents with my a sister. Right. Yeah. My
0: are you gonna? I, I'm homeschooling my youngest now. Are you really? I really am. Oh. But I mean, it's because of all this garbage. Dog, yeah. I mean, here's what what I found. So when when they started shutting down the school stuff the schools here weren't equipped for virtual learning, right? Right. So I don't think yeah. any school was equipped. Well, for no, they're not yeah. because they they don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, it became a just, I mean, an absolute nightmare. And so, I mean, I would be on with a teacher and they wouldn't know. They couldn't even help me because they're like, oh, it should do this. Well, I mean, shoulds are great. You shouldn't have to, <laughs> shouldn't have to reboot windows either, but you do. So, here we are, you know, what do you do with this? And so, yeah. um, I I literally just decided uh, uh, late September on a Thursday. I told Lori. It's very she, specific. It yeah. was. It was weird because I was, Jake would be, I would take him to school about eight o'clock. Yeah. And so it was like 730 and Lori, our, the way our timing works, she'd get up, get him around. And, and so I'd let her kind of finish up in the bathroom before I got up and got him uh, to school. And uh, I said, hey, he's not going to school today. Just call the school. And she's like, yeah. I said, yeah, I just tell him we're, we're done. What do you mean? Like he's not going back again. And I mean, in 30 minutes, I found online curriculum. I had a plan built for him to do school fifth grade. Yeah. Uh, and he was going to be the way I had it laid out. He'd go to school four days a week and he'll be done by a certain, I, I remember, I think I had him done by middle of April or something. That's awesome. Really. And boom, I had all that. Now here's the crazy yeah. thing. I, cause I didn't have anything. I wasn't geared up for it. Right. Yeah. So I, I, is around eight o'clock and it's ready to go. I've already set everything up. I hand it to him and I say, here, I need you to do this work on an iPad. I went to the store while he was doing that and bought a Chromebook. Yeah. (laughs) Got it back to the house, got it all set up. And by the time I got it set up for him with like a kid's account, he was done with that day's work. Wow. And that was like kind of part one of me going, okay, this might be doable. Well, then It was like a couple weeks later now he's telling me things that he he never told me what he learned at school ever yeah he never had anything when i'd ask he'd have nothing now he's watching a show and he's like you know the uh, adirondacks or you know he he just starts pulling these words out and and the stuff he's learning in in uh, the social studies stuff he's now he's on civil war but i mean just just the idea that he's learning stuff yeah Mm. and it made me think and I'm, this isn't necessarily a critique of the public school system by oh, default. You should critique the well, what I mean, <laughs> what I mean by that is, I mean I'm happy to do that. Okay. Yeah. But the main thing is, when you have a classroom with thirty kids, what are you going to do? You're going to teach to the lowest common denominator. Yeah. Well, right. you, you have. You to. have to. Yeah. So when he's here, he gets, and it's just me and him, he works at his own pace. Yeah. And, and I have it set up. If he gets a, a score below a 70, he has to redo it no matter what it is. So it just comes up the next day. He's got his, re- if he has any redos, he's got to do those. And it's just so automated. Yeah. Um. And then I can tailor all of it, you know? Yeah. So are
1: you going to do this like forever?
0: I don't, I don't know. I feel like I am going to have to because I feel like the country is going to turn into a uh, it's not getting better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so I'm like, well, I mean, probably. But so my you know.
1: whole question with this and, and I always ask I'm like, how do you deal with like conflict management? How do you feel with like, <laughs> how do you resolve like difficult situations? Because at home, like, you know, you don't do the dishes or whatever. Like, you know, that's not that bad, but you know, bull, you know, schoolyard bullies and like dealing right. with, problems on buses and like, like how do you teach that how do you teach that portion of the kids because kids have to have that i will one in the real world right yeah. I'm, I'm
0: that for him so okay. i bully him from time to time <laughs> i call him yeah. names
1: <laughs> you hang him uh, up by his underwear like, I've, Give your yeah, lunch I've, I've
0: given him two swirlies this year i feel like it's necessary <laughs> yeah builds character fair enough okay <laughs> well, no then. you know here's the thing man I, I i see what you're saying and i don't even disagree but i would say this though I think school is different now anyway yeah like yeah. those experiences you're talking about that we had as kids yeah. you don't have those today it's true and there's because of these safe spaces and yeah i used to think that was in other places and yeah. but it's not it's, it's here yeah. it's really here and so um i think we're entering into uh, uncharted territory and so my my goal i believe when you you know the term to raise kids is is wrong. We're raising adults. We have kids, but we're raising adults. Yeah. And so I focus on that anywhere I with all my boys. I mean, I see it as a job, a true job. And I don't I don't mean it like, you know, stay-at-home moms are a full-time job. That kind of argument, I'm not going to argue that. I'm just saying I mean, it's, it's what it's a responsibility, right? Yeah. I mean, I need yeah. to, I want to make sure my kids are fully equipped by the time I am no longer yeah, I mean, providing, being a parent. Exa- exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, a parent. but that in its own definition today looks different. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> agreed. I am, it's what it is. So I want to be very attentive to what I see with each kid. Right. So my, my 23 year old and my 22 year old just shy of a day apart. Um, were 364 days apart. As yeah. Day born. So. Um crazy thing too. One was born in nineteen hundreds, the other was born in two thousands. Oh wow. So
1: like a century apart, but yeah,
0: the millennium even. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, not really. But yeah. So all that just to say they're totally different guys. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They were basically raised as twins, but they're totally different guys. And so wow. I'm like, well, All right. Proof in the pudding that, you know, I used to, before I had kids, I believed that they were like 80%, maybe 70% a product of their environment and how you teach them. Now I think like my impact in their life is like 5% and they are who they are. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's on the, it's good and bad, right? Good because you know what? I can't, I can't take responsibility for, for that 95%. Yeah, sure. Um, but but the 5% I'm going to be very focused on. Yeah. And and again pre-equip them. So what I see with with Gabe and Noah two different personalities, they had different needs. Jacob has totally different needs. And so I try to address those. The things that I can't address, I mean we go to church so he does have interaction with other kids and yeah. things like that. Yeah. Um so
2: and I think that's why I didn't turn out as socially awkward as most homeschoolers Mm -hmm. because a lot of people that i work with even to this day they're like you were homeschooled yeah yeah but you're so normal and i was like (laughs) well i went i went to church and you know my junior and senior of high school my mom sent me to a community college and you know tech uh Center. Oh, technology center so i got out of my bubble used to talking to people Mm -hmm. and i've always just been like a social butterfly so like talking to people has always been easy yeah but
0: i think that's part of it
2: yeah
1: yeah. Uh, we had, we had an issue yesterday that my Kimber, my oldest was telling me about, she's a fifth grader and she came home and she was like, yeah, you know, I got two kids in my class that got in school suspension. I'm like, well, what'd they do? And she's like, well, they were picking on another kid. And you know, one of the kids was telling them like, well, you're the reason why your parents got divorced. And I was like, I was like Kimber, if you hear somebody saying that, you, like if you said, shut the fuck up to them, like, excuse me, I wouldn't be mad as a parent. Like I'd be like, you know, you're standing up for somebody else. Like you know how that's a hard thing to teach
0: mm-hmm.
1: in a, an environment that's not there like if that's yeah. absent right or like somebody's picking on them on the bus like you know it's and this the, it goes back to the whole like you know standing it for the little guys right mm-hmm. like the whole national guard thing like military wise like you know if you can't teach somebody how to stand up for against the aggressors like mm-hmm. that's a skill that has to be you know you have to learn it your own way. You can't like, like I can't teach Matt. Be like, hey, Matt, you need to go stand up for this dude. Like, he's got to be in that situation. Yeah, yeah, you know the whole fight or flight thing. And you see something bad. You know, you get taught the values and you know what's right and wrong. But then when you're put in the situation, what do you do?
0: Right. And yeah. that's
1: hard to do if you never have those situations to be put into. And so, right. you know, that's where the thing is. Like, you know, I want to raise my kids so they're, you know. Not in this cancel culture, like everybody wins a trophy. You know, mm-hmm. there is no right answer type of environment. But at the same time, like I want, I want them to learn how to deal with kids that are dicks and like learning right. how to deal with bad people in conflict situations. Because eventually, in the real world, when they leave my house, they're gonna have to go out there and figure it out. And if I haven't prepared them as sure. you know adults yeah. to figure that out, like you know, I'm not, I'm not doing them a justice. So well, it's, and, it's hard, I guess.
0: I, and I think that's the. I agree, man. I I think the challenge, um, every environment has its own challenge, right? If I send them to public school, I'm going to deal with one set of issues. Mm -hmm. Homeschooling, I deal with a different set of issues. And I just find I can control more of that circumstance yeah. with him, And that really wasn't my biggest motivator anyway, but you know, I'm reminded of my, our whole family is defensive by nature. All of us, yeah. all of us are going to, if there's injustice or like, Whoa, wait a minute. Right. And we're going to step in yeah. uh, way more than we should. But Noah, um, when he was, I want to say in third grade, we got a call from the principal. He's the middle one. And, uh, he, the principal said, hey, I want to let you know Noah got into a fight today. And I'm not calling you because he's in trouble. I'm, he, I wanted you to be aware of what he did. And it was uh, basically he commended him because he stood up. That's awesome. Kids were being bullied. He yeah. stepped in. That's awesome. And uh, I know. I love that principal. That should happen uh, <laughs> more <laughs> often. Yeah. And it was like, I just think you should be proud of what he did because yeah. he stood up for this kid. Yeah, And I am not. I feel like we like yeah. don't
1: have that in, in life and in culture anymore. Of like right. People you know not congratulating but like you know appreciating someone doing the right thing yeah whether you know and it's not like this oh well there's no right thing you know it's a he she him her you know no there's what <laughs> right way and there's a wrong way and let's say yeah. and, and we've got to a place in the world where all we do is focus on the negative things that people are doing. Like, oh, that's wrong, that's wrong, and pose me like, no, that's right. You know, he did the right thing.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, people ask me a lot about. You know, I had this conversation the other day. Jesus. When I asked about Jesus, they, I said, oh, how many things did Jesus tell us not to do? And they said, well, all sorts of things. What about the Ten Commandments? I said, Jesus <laughs> didn't. Jesus. <laughs> he didn't talk about the Ten Commandments. He did That wasn't <laughs> him. That was a different guy. Yeah. Long time before him. I said, Jesus didn't tell us what not to do ever. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't say that. He said, don't make my father's house a thieves." But it, yeah. the commands he gave us, he told us what to do, not what not to do. Yeah. Mm. The list of the positive of the to do is covers, first of all, it takes care of the not to do's mm-hmm. and it's short. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. Pretty straightforward. If you do those two things, yeah. everything else will take care of itself. And yeah. I think that's the the reality of where we are Now, Obviously you can get into what that means, right? The definition of all that, but you know, honor is a word uh, that I think we've lost the meaning of when we, when you honor somebody, you're really preferring them over you, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to show you honor. I, I, I may want to go have a steak dinner, but you don't like steak. So we're going to go to a salad joint. That's me honoring you. Yeah. Um, I'll never do that. <laughs> that example was okay. terrible yeah. because I would never show honor in that case. But uh, but you see what I'm saying? So like like when we learn to honor people, when we put them and hold them in higher regard than than ourselves, I think that's when we begin to to see changes. And I think this is the the separation. You know, right. when I talk about that generation that's coming up, it's not just because my kids are my kids. These are their friend group. Yeah. The people they're around Kids are realizing that they, the young adults, those under 25s, are looking around the world, going, "No, I mean, facts are facts, and objectivity is one thing, subjectivity is another." They understand that this is objectively, like this background behind me is gray. Yeah, it, and I know I'm you color, don't know that. I know no, you. Know, no, I'm telling know, you for your sake, this is gray. <laughs> but, but there are objective truths. But this, your colorblind is a great example, though, right? Yeah. Because. Color is somewhat subjective. It is. It really is. But is it, right? I mean, it is factually. Like, if I go and I'm making a color out of other pigment, Mm -hmm. I've made a color. The way you perceive that color is consistent with what you've always perceived it as it's Mm -hmm. objective
1: in it of itself, but it's subjective Subjective to to you. That's
0: right. And I think this is the reality. It's all about perspective. Subjectivity becomes much more about perspective than it is anything else. And so Mm. when we just simply recognize there's some objective facts, right? This is how things are. Um, the subjective part is how we receive it, how we process it. And we can have a measure of tolerance and grace, for how people subjectively see things but when they want to and this is the libertarian of me yeah when you want to start making me call you by a pronoun i or more to the point you're going to be mad at me in some cases people getting fired because yeah. they did it wrong i'm mm-hmm. like come on that's ridiculous we're, we're, that's not even uh, there's no way you could calculate that as a common sense move. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, and so this is where,
1: and and this ties a lot into, you know, like the Colorado written house thing or to like my company with vaccinations, like, you know, as a private entity, you are allowed to do and have principles of what you want. And like, yeah. whether you like it or not, like, that's subjective to you I, i'm holding firm in my objective belief that this is what Minuteman clothing company is going to stand for
2: mm-hmm. and
1: whether you subjectively agree or not i mean i'm sorry that's right you know, all right that is your opinion and <laughs> exactly you know i'll listen to it equally to have a conversation it. with it. Yeah. but you know at the same time like i'm not going to change who i am to fit your narrative of what you want right and, and i think that's unfortunate where we are in the world so.
0: yeah it is but you know what? I think it makes what you guys are doing... Um, I think it makes the environment for what you guys are doing perfect. Yeah. Because I think the world... You know, you're, you're celebrating military guys. You're celebrating those who fight for freedom across the world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you're providing a providing for them their families I think it's awesome yeah um, guys thanks for coming being on the show thanks man we thanks really for having appreciate us. this yeah it's time, awesome so. hopefully we'll do <laughs> some more of this again and, I think so and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how you guys grow and everything that's going on if you want to find more about uh, Minuteman uh, clothing you can go to minutemanco. You no, know, oh, minutemanclothingcode.com, minutemanclothingcode.com, and uh, you can find all of uh, all of the goods there. I want to thank you for joining us on another edition of Conversations, and uh, we'll see you next time.